the community and the topic of women in real estate has been something that's been super important to me from the beginning. It was something that when I was cast on the show was the thing I held on to that I wanted to give back with the opportunity of the show. That was where I wanted to really make an impact. I'll tell you, Erica, we said it on the show, but I am happy to say it again. It is so unbelievably rare to get such high profile public figures, not just building a following, but actually building a community and not just building a community, but actually nurturing and engaging with them on a consistent basis like Kirsten does. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, I think it's really amazing how many channels and opportunities and and tactics that you can deploy when you are building a personal brand. And I think, you know, when you're in that, that influencer and in more of a celebrity type world, picking the channel that's going to be appropriate for your audience and then tailor make, tailor making your content um, to get that audience excited. It's a big challenge. It takes a lot of resource. Yeah, a lot of resources and one that we are going to explore on today's episode. And hey, by the way, speaking of today's episode, I'm Anna Harak from Convince and Convert, and she is Erica Lovegreen from ICUC. And our guest for you today is Kirsten Jordan, a licensed associate real estate broker, real estate advisor, founder of the Kirsten Jordan team at Douglas Elliman, and star of Million Dollar Listing New York on Bravo. We're talking to her today about all things social, her social brand, everything that she could possibly do. She has an amazing social following and you are definitely going to want to follow her now before you listen to this episode. Now, of course, in this episode, we talk about all the things that Kirsten Jordan does, but as we'll hear in just a little bit, um, she's amazing at all things social, but even she taps into her close team of experts. And if you're looking to tap into experts to help you answer up your own social community engagement, you definitely need to check out ICUC. That's because ICUC are experts in online and social media community management. And they're here to remind the world that there are real humans behind brands. Today, more than 90% of marketers report that personalization plays a critical role in revenue generation. ICUC creates the space where tech meets human power by moderating, listening, and holding real conversations with customers on behalf of enterprise brands at a global scale. Across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, Reddit, Discord, Twitch, and more, ICUC provides strategic support and fills customer care gaps as an extension of your team 24-7, 365 days a year in any language. Visit their website at icuc.social to schedule a consultation, talk strategy, and see how they can support you. That's icuc.social. Also, friends, you may have heard that we recently celebrated a massive Social Pros milestone by reaching our 500th episode. That officially puts Social Pros up there with just as many episodes as Law and Order. To celebrate, we created a free ebook for you all that features the absolute best of the best of the best of Social Pros over the years, including our favorite guest-provided tips on how to become a Social Pro and exclusive insights on what experts are predicting about the future of social. You can grab that ebook right now at bit.ly slash social pros 500. That's bit.ly slash social pros 500, all lower case. And now let's hear from Kirsten Jordan, licensed associate real estate broker, real estate advisor, founder of the Kirsten Jordan team at Douglas Elliman and star of Million Dollar Listing New York on Bravo.
Social Pro listeners, do we have an extra special treat for you today? Our guest is a licensed real estate broker who has brokered more than half a billion dollars in counting in sales for clients that range from Fortune 500 executives to Oscar-winning actors. She's a passionate real estate investor and advisor. She's a CEO with her own team of seven agents. She is a public speaker and mentor. She is one of the stars of Bravo's wildly successful and Emmy-nominated Million Dollar Listing New York. And in between all of that has also built herself a massive and incredibly successful social media presence on multiple different channels. Kirsten Jordan, thank you so much for joining us today. It is so great to have you here. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I love I love talking about all this stuff, so I can't wait. Yeah, this really is truly a special treat for our listeners today. But Kristen, I got to jump in and ask you my first question, which is, at what point in your career, because you have so many accomplishments, you have worked so hard to build your career, your presence, your, your social presence, at what point did you shift from really personal social media usage to realizing how much of an asset social media can be, not just for business, but for your own personal brand and really connecting the two? Well, I started focusing on my social media in 2017. Um, I was pregnant with my third child, and my brother had started a digital marketing agency at the time, and he was still doing every part of the business. He was taking pictures, and he was helping with captions, and and we were coming up with ideas together, and it was really, really fun. In the end... It's you still need somebody with you, you know, that's helping you with photography and ideas and putting your it was it was literally the first time I was putting myself out there. And and what I what happened from that was, you know, I had my third child and I kind of kept plugging along with creating content and and trying to come up with brand pillars, if you would. I mean, and I think that that's like, I always find that the funniest thing because I think a lot of people get stuck before they start because they're so focused on these brand pillars. And um and so when I was, I was cast on million dollar listing at the beginning of 2020, uh, like January of 2020, I was cast and that's what made me make the shift to start building a personal brand. So before that, it was really like just throwing stuff up against Instagram to see what it, what stuck. I wasn't focusing on any other platforms because it was the only thing I could get my, like I could, the only thing I could understand, you know, it was the only platform I was on, the only platform I was watching people on. And so, and for, because I'm in real estate, it's very visual and it's, it's very, it's a very easy platform to get going with. So I would say long story short, it was the beginning of 2020 when I said, it's time to wake a website. It's time to start focusing on what other kind of video content I'm going to be putting out there. It's time to come up with a cadence and it's time to really start focusing on what my real brand pillars are and what really resonates with my audience. Um, and so now we're on, you know, two years of, of that kind of process. I have a follow-up question to that. You know, obviously there are so many different channels that you can tap into with very unique audiences. I think it's safe to say, you know, an Instagram follower might be very different than your LinkedIn follower. How are you keeping up with uh, the with the trends in the different social channels and how are you keeping up with the variety of audiences that are following with those channels? So the way that I focus on trends right now is we come up with like what trending, you know, music or sounds are going. That's a great way with, with, I mean, it sounds super simple and stupid, but like in the end, like 
pick what sounds are trending and like try to come up with something that works with it, which I think also helps move that like creativity muscle. So that's one way that we focus on trends. And then of course, whenever there are actual trends, whether it's a question and answer trend or any of those other trends, incorporating those into real estate, that's another area that we try to do. You know, clearly we're pushing video more than we ever have and I should be doing more and I want to be doing more video than I am. Um, There's only so much time in a day and it's figuring out really how to be as efficient with video because you know I learned what I learned from being on reality television is like I when I'm putting my best and most fabulous self into video and into being on a camera it could be super depleting and super exhausting so it's how do you how do you like put this incredible awesome face out there and and turn it on but then figure out how to turn it off and shift into the rest of your business without leaving the day being so exhausted from putting out video because I think that's one of the things people don't talk about is like creating really quality content that's video is exhausting yeah and I mean geez it's not like you have no pun intended, but a million things on your plate already. But yeah, it's, I think, you know, you bring up a really good point. And this is something that I think a lot of social pros, you know, we, we want to strike that balance between doing our day job and doing, you know, what really, um, we are, is our primary task during the day, but then also saving enough for ourselves to self-promote and bring awareness to all these things and start to build our brand. So how do you find that balance? And, and, you know, how do you, especially with all of the different things going on, find time to do those things, but then also, um, make sure that, you know, you're striking the right balance between showcasing your personal life, you know, because you obviously feature your beautiful family and your amazing children, um, but then also showcasing work life. So how do you find that balance and how do you find the time? Well, I think finding the balance from what I can see from my experience has to do with making sure that you're, first of all, calendaring things. You know, I think I think that that's probably because then you beat yourself up less because it's in the calendar, um, and you make sure that you're that you're cranking it out and batching. Batching is another great way to find the time. You know, I, like I was telling you before, I try to do a lot of my press in one day of the week or one day every two weeks, and then I try to push them into those days. So I'm in that mode and that that mindset. Um, and then as far as finding balance, you know, I do try to you know have my kids as truly something that's just peppered in every once in a while. It's not really the main focus of my uh, of my social media presence. My social media presence really is thought leadership around real estate, thought leadership about inspiring women in real estate and real estate agents to take it to the next level and not look for external validation. That's yeah, honestly, I love that you brought up calendaring because I think obviously, you know, as social pros, we are so used to calendaring and scheduling, but then for some reason that doesn't quite translate to our personal lives, but it absolutely right. should. And I actually just discovered the power of calendaring too. And like, literally I was like, oh, I have the power to block off my calendar and do these things for myself, uh, which has been life-changing. But also curious, I know you had mentioned, you know, as part of finding your own personal brand and really developing that, that self-promotion piece. And a lot of people do find that at first to be really awkward. And I know, obviously, you had mentioned, you know, you've gotten a lot more comfortable with things since, you know, you joined Million Dollar Listing and being on camera all the time. But how did you go? Was it awkward at first to kind of self-promote yourself? Like, did, did you find a natural way into it? Because um, I think that's that's a hard shift for some people to make is going all about, you know, promoting our clients and promoting the work that we do for an organization to promoting ourselves and the things we do in the right way. You know, that the the self-promotion thing is something that I don't know who 
ever truly gets over it. I mean, I'm sure there are people that are out there who maybe disagree with me and I'm sure that they point to other people and say, oh, that person's clearly over it because look at them. They're like all over the place and they're clearly pushing their own self. But the truth is, is I think there's always going to be a level of, of uncomfortableness from putting yourself out there and pushing you as the best even if, you know, that's part of your brand is that you are putting yourself out there as, you know, somebody who's good at what you do and people are lucky to work with you. And that's kind of, that's kind of more the direction I try to go with it. Instead of saying, you know, you, everybody else sucks and I'm fabulous. It's more like you should be, you're lucky to work with my team because we do a great job. We care about what we do. We care about our clients and this is, and this is where we are. I have a bit of a follow-up question to that too. Obviously you have your agency and your firm and you have a team. Do you have any type of expectation or roadmap for their, do they do self-branding or self-promotion in accordance to yours? How does that all work and look behind the scenes? So we really push to have the agents do social that goes onto the Kirsten Jordan team Instagram and over time, hopefully we'll cross other platforms. You know, my whole thing is I don't like I don't like biting off too many platforms that I can chew, if that makes sense, because I think that, first of all, I think people don't realize how much work they are. And I do think that there needs to be somebody who's truly following these platforms um, for the from the creation of content and then the content continuity perspective. So we focus on Kirsten Jordan team as an Instagram handle. And so that's where a lot of the listings go. That's where a lot of the agent promotion um, goes and trying to get them to have a personal brand that goes onto the actual, onto that Instagram handle is kind of where we, it's like, we're what we try to focus on right now. And, um, you know, we do have a team that works, you know, that I work with that works on both my personal brand and the Kirsten Jordan team brand. And, you know, it's, it's something that we really try to push. We'd like to do more with it. And we're considering a pivot as to how we can get more support there for the agents, because it's something that is a really, really big recruiting tool. First of all, you know, I think a lot of the agents, you know, everybody's just kind of exhausted by social media when they're out there in the field, really hustling at their day job. And so it's, it's a value add for agents. And it's something that I'm looking to grow more into. And in the meantime, you know, something that we're trying to focus on. No, that's awesome. I think you're like many social pros in the same boat. Um, and, you know, with bandwidth, I have to ask the question, you, you spoke about video, you spoke about just resourcing and finding that channel sweet spot, TikTok. We got to talk about TikTok. So disruptive, short, mm-hmm. stackable, fun, dare I say fun, but also pretty overwhelming. How have you, I've noticed your Instagram or not your Instagram, your TikTok channel, very active. You've really, you know, gotten it. It looks like an audience going there. How did you break into it? What are your thoughts on it? I would love to just hear, you know, how you got into that world and how that's going for you. So what I found with TikTok um, is that it is a really different platform than Instagram. And I think that for me, I thought we could repurpose videos from um, Instagram to TikTok. I think that's like probably the rookiest move ever, but we tried and it it didn't work. Um, It was fine nothing terrible. But the truth is, is like the TikTok content needs to be truly for the TikTok audience. It needs to be fun. It needs to be playful or it needs to be sexy, expensive property. And, or it needs to be super informative in a very chewable chunk, interesting kind of way with, of course, you know, whatever trending music or sound or cadence that it needs to have. And so, you know, it's something that we're focusing on 
a bit, but again, I do focus more on Instagram because the fact that it's it's something that I understand better. And as we get more into TikTok and we get more playful and we get more support there, I I can see us doing more with TikTok. Yeah, that's really great to hear. I think the the challenge is the algorithm is so different. The community management model, it, just in addition to being a content creator, it's just yeah. sort of blown up the linear way that we view a lot of our social channels today. So thank you for giving some insight there. Well, it's funny, you know, Kristen, you just kind of chided yourself about making like a rookie mistake at first, but we just had this conversation with Carmen Collins from Wish on how people are still taking TikTok now. And, you know, they're basically taking everything from their TikTok channel or basically straight TikToks and putting them on Instagram and just even leaving the TikTok logo. So it's like all over the board. It's like this wild, wild west of video and, and everybody's repurposing everywhere and not even attempting to customize. So, uh, you know, we're seeing this from massive brands everywhere. It's such a learning curve for everything. Um, but I wanted to ask too, you know, you mentioned obviously finding a different approach to TikTok. You are currently incredibly active on Instagram, uh, Facebook and LinkedIn would love mm-hmm. for you to talk through your approach. Cause you have so many different audiences, obviously very different channels and how you can bring them to life and speak to different audiences. So could you talk through your approach to each of those channels and how you either adjust or customize content? And even in some cases, which is perfectly acceptable, repurpose content depending Mm -hmm. on, on what you're trying to accomplish. So, um, going from Instagram, TikTok, and, or I feel like the direction is like the most playful is TikTok. You have in between, you have Instagram, and then you have um, LinkedIn, which is your most like serious friend, right? And, or colleague. And so what we do with TikTok is, you know, again, the property tours do very well. We, we, we liken them to reels a lot, you know, in the end that the, that, and anything that you can talk about on the property tour that is in any form, um, controversial or something that will like I use the words indigenous beams once in like a TikTok and it went viral because people were so upset about me using the word indigenous I was like okay whatever um but you know it's like anything anything that that can be playful and fun and then then of course there's there has to be there has to be movement cadence and, and and editing and there has to be there has to be all of those things have to be together to attract the TikTok follower in my opinion. So that's what how we how we differentiate ourselves on TikTok right now. And then of course I, I do the occasional talking to the camera stuff and here and there it hits and sometimes it doesn't hit, right? And then with Instagram, what the the great thing about Instagram is that because I've built it out more and spent more time on it, we've had more room to be to diversify there as far as like the audience and then the content that we're putting out. So we have moms of real estate, which is a show that we do, which is an Instagram live show that we do twice a month. Um, that has gotten incredible traction much more than I expected. It was something that between us, we had really done to, for an SEO, you know, for SEO purposes, you know, it's a show. It was, it's supposed to be cross it's cross, you know, cross pollination of, of, of accounts. Um, but what's been incredible about it is that it's resonating with so many women because they really are interested in hearing what these pros have to talk about, like these ladies who are like, you know, badass real estate agents or in the real estate world. And they're truly like experts in their field. So that's gotten tremendous traction. And then I had started in, in, in you know, when I even during my casting with kind of a hot takes short form interview format of me talking about real estate topics. And what we've done with it is we've slowly gone shorter and shorter. 
and I have a great editing team for it. And what I do with that is that's something where I am able to use my AMA questions, repurpose them and make them funny and cute and see what we can do to go viral with those questions because they're short and they're reels. And, and, and one of them we just did about firing a client did really, really well. Um, so things like, but however, didn't do well in TikTok. So, you know, it's, it's just, you have to, you have to embrace the fact that the platforms are different. And then LinkedIn is really the best place for anything, in my opinion, related to news, related to publicity, related to PR, related to thought leadership around articles and and current events. Um, And I'm not a, a political person, but it is a place where, you know, in the end, if you can get around any sort of your own press and put it out there in the right way or find articles and then put them out there in the right way, that's, I find to be the platform for that. And I get a lot of traction there um, from LinkedIn. I love how incredibly thoughtful you are about very clearly distinguishing your audiences and very clearly differentiating your usage of the different platforms. Because even from massive brands that we see today, sometimes it's just really not clear. You know, they just kind of blast everything everywhere. And I love how you so clearly articulated your approach. One of the things that I especially love about how you use your platforms, which is in all honesty, from my perspective, pretty rare from very, very high profile public figures or people who are very much in the media is you, as you had mentioned, have cultivated community and you, you really tap into it. So it's not just, you know, as you had mentioned, really gaining all the followers possible, but you really take the time to go back and engage with them. And you just touched on the moms of real estate campaign, but I would love for you to dive in a little bit big deeper onto it about how it was created. And I know you mentioned for kind of an SEO play, but obviously it's transitioned into something much bigger. And if you could talk through how you cultivate that community and why that has been such a big focus for you. Well, for me, the the community and the topic of women in real estate has been something that's been super important to me from the beginning. It was something that when I was cast on the show was the thing I held on to that I wanted to give back with the opportunity of the show. That was where I wanted to really make an impact. So for me, this is something that's like, it is my number one crusade, you know, outside of real estate is to you know, lift up women in real estate, lift up women in general so that they don't rely on external validation for their goals and for their, for what they want to do. Um, and so that automatic, and, and what's funny is when I was actually at Compass, I had started Moms of Compass and which was because Compass is a big real estate firm. And when I left there, I had to leave Moms of Compass. Moms of Compass had done so well that the first day we actually crashed the membership group because the fact that there's so many moms that wanted to kind of be part of this thing and it was going to do really, really well. Um, however, I changed firms. And so, you know, so I, so I ended up creating now it's this moms of real estate. So it was something that I had already experimented with and I already knew it had a following and I already knew that they, that women wanted to do this. Um, and so, and so it was something that, you know, we, we knew was going to work. And then we, because of the fact that I've been putting out blog content, you know, which in the end, blog content is like that. It's like a forgotten, the forgotten child of, or this forgotten grandmother of social media or something. You know, it's like you, you forget about it, but it's something that I've been working on since the beginning of 2020 as well, which is putting out, you know, here we are. I'm here. Sorry about that. Um, so, So the, the, what I found, what I found from having done this blog content was that there was a lot of people resonating with 
the kind of the kind of content I was putting out there in my blogs, which was natural content that I wanted to put out there. So long story short, when my brother said, Hey, I think we need to do something that's has to that's a mom's of real estate show. Um I it's definitely something you have to be like it's really it's gonna work. And then we'll put out a blog that's related to the moms of real estate um interview that you're doing. And then as you know, that's also very important for, for many reasons. And I think that, you know, blogging is something that now, because the fact that everybody's doing everything digitally with video, they're forgetting about, but it's something that I feel really strongly about putting out quality blog content. And I think that it's really, really important to have it out there because at some point, as the following continues to happen, I do believe that there'll be more and more people who are going to want to, who are going to see these blogs because we get we get great readership on the blog. We really do. And it's a place where I can experiment with content that, that I want to put into my book because I'm, I'm in the process of writing a book. And it's a great way to experiment with that content, you know, to, to see what people like and what, re- what resonates with them. I have a bit of a follow-up question related. Obviously, you have all these different content streams. You have your social streams, your blog, your, some of your social streams are working towards SEO goals. And maybe you're finding, you know, it's developing to much, much more in new communities how are you measuring success on social media um, and how are you leveraging all that incredible data you're probably getting from all these different sources? What's amazing is I do have a digital um, marketing agency as a partner because the fact that my brother has a digital marketing agency and we essentially, because of the fact that he's been growing this for the last like two or three years, what's been incredible is we really are able to like dig in on the data and we talk multiple times a day. We do get a weekly data report that covers all of the platforms that we are on. So essentially the, so essentially we're, we get at the end of the week, they send me, which is what any digital marketing agency should be sending you. They send me, you know, what we are with follower count and on all of the platforms. Cause again, we also do put out YouTube content. I have a YouTube channel and what we do with the YouTube content is we use it on top of the blogs as another way to drive the content, to drive the followers. But also the other thing with having the video content on top of the blogs is I was able to use that to refresh my blogs. So at one point I had all this blog content that I'd put up and then I figured the best thing I could do would be to figure out how to have more on top of the blog. I don't know if you know who Marie Forleo is, but, but you know, the, how she has those embedded shows and then she has her whole really great blog. It was something that we recently decided to do. And so now I'm also putting YouTube embedded videos on top of my blogs as well. Um, so, you know, just kind of all of those, all of that through this digital marketing agency has been really key because we, we have KPIs, we have metrics, we have follower counts we want to get to, we have newsletter counts we want to get to. There's a lot of things that we need and that all goes back to the book. It goes back to television. It goes back to a lot of different areas where everybody wants to know those numbers. Kristen, obviously, you're looking at a ton of metrics. As you mentioned, you're getting really robust reports. Any personal goals you have for your own social channels in the next year? Any, any numbers you're looking to increase or hit or any personal goals at all on your plate? Well, I would say right now it's really newsletter subscribership because the fact that there's so much that can be done from newsletter. So we're really hoping to get right now. I think we're 
we're probably at like four or 5,000. You know, we really want to get to 10,000 this year. And I think that what will happen is I do think it will happen because we're working on more creative ways of getting newsletter subscribers. And again, for me, that comes from the blog. It comes from other creative giveaways that we can be, you know, that we could be using to be able to get people to come and want to subscribe. And then the Moms of Real Estate is content that goes out because the fact that now that's bi-weekly blogging and, and, and video, um, that's something that we're hoping will help with, you know, with that kind of conversion. I have a quick question. What has been what has your been most done? successful social post so far from all of this hard, amazing work? What is there one that stands out to you, whether it was through engagement or just it was your favorite and you had amazing conversation? What has been um, your most successful post? Um, there's a, well, there, there's a, there's a blog that we did called five glass shattering habits that got me cast in million dollar list in New York. And that was one that we, we posted it clearly. We posted through Instagram and it gets pushed out that way. Um, and that one has had the most views and the most reads to date, um, as a blog. It also was something that I really, that really resonated with me because it's really like, you know, it's my whole brand. That's my whole brand is this idea of the things. The idea was that, and and the idea of the blog um, is is not just that these are the things that got me on Million Dollar Listing, but the things I learned from it and the things that, you know, I'd like to tell other people about. So I'm so glad you just mentioned Million Dollar Listing New York, because one of my uh, questions was actually how the TikTok uh, storyline came to be because it was such a perfect worlds collide moment where on one of the episodes, it was actually, um, episode 12 of season nine, in case anybody wants to go back and rewatch that moment, but your TikTok yeah. made a big appearance on the episode. Yeah, it did. It did. I mean, we were coming up, it's, it's hard. It's hard to come up with new marketing ideas, um, because so much has been done over the years with the seasons. And so, and, and truthfully, like, we're always trying to come up with new marketing ideas anyway, as agents, like there's nothing fabricated about the show from that perspective, we're always trying to come up with ways to get brokers to come see properties, and ways to show our sellers that we're doing our job. And it was one of the things that I, you know, that I really that I really wanted to show was that I really care about digital and that I'm trying to learn more about the space and be in that space. And so it was really fun. And it was a really funny the actual shoot for that was really hilarious because, you know, they were making fun of me and my spinning and it was really, it was great. Yeah, it's a great, it's, it's just such an awesome example of how worlds collide. And I think we're going to start seeing more and more uh, social storylines and episodes on, on all sorts of different shows. But yeah, it's a great example. Everybody go watch it. Season nine, episode 12. Kirsten, Thank you so much for being on the show today. This was so much fun. Thank you for diving into your approach, your strategy. Um, I know there's so many social pros we've talked to over the years that are really interested in growing their personal brand. So hearing all of this stuff from you is just a huge, huge help. But before we officially let you go, you know that we have yes. to ask you the same two questions that we have asked all 500 plus. I've actually lost count of guests at this point. 500 plus guests on the show. Are you ready, Kristen, for the final yes. big two? Yes, yes. All right. Question number one. If you could give one piece of advice for anyone who wants to become a social pro, what would it be? My piece of advice for Here's anybody wants to become a social pro would be to start now and find somebody who's going to be your accountability partner 
or your intern or your paid friend who will take content of you and post it and help you post it. Because I really find even now, you know, no matter what, I have an extra set of hands to help me with my content. You know, I do try to do some myself. And of course, I put up my own content here and there in the mornings and things like that. But if you have somebody else helping you and pushing you and you have it in the calendar, it really doesn't make such a difference. It just, it's, it's everything. So, I mean, anything you can do from accountability perspective and a forcing you to put it out there, remember done is better than perfect. It, it, and, and it just, it, it really is. Yeah. Support is so essential. I mean, especially with so many things happening in your day to day, I cannot imagine, you know, just having that accountability partner, I can imagine is just so invaluable. All right. So final question, question number two, Kristen, if you could have a video call with any living person, who would it be? It would be with Tony Robbins. I'm a big fan. Nice. Robbins. I've been trying to get to him and be like, Hey, I, cause I went to one of his seminars in the end of 2019 and it was like very life-changing and super important to me that, and my husband and I actually went together, which was really fun as well. And, and so, yeah, I, I, I find him to be really, really inspiring and incredible. Did you get to actually do like any firewalking or was oh, yeah. it just, oh, we really? did the firewalk. We did the firewalk. Oh my God. Super. It's super cool. Yeah, we did it. It was great. It was great. It was really, that's, really. That's insane. Yeah. He is absolutely in that echelon of, of public motivational speakers. That is like, you listen to like five minutes and you're like, I can change my life. Yeah, I can. Like, it's amazing. He really the power. Can. He's really incredible. He's really incredible. And there's so many, I mean, listen, he deals with much larger stuff than some of the stuff that we're dealing with because he, you know, he's been doing this for so long and works with so many different kinds of people in, you know, all of those seminars that he does and all of that. So yeah, it was, uh, he was life-changing for me though. Well, I, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead, Erica. I was just going to say, I think what's so incredible about him too, is just, he has this unique ability to take a room full of people and, and pull you out and make you feel like important. Like it's very catered. And then also his relevancy over the years, over the decades right. that, you know, as we've shifted and evolved through current events and different types of things, inflicting people, I think he really has done this incredible job of staying relevant to all different types of audiences as that time has continued yeah. to grow. So, totally. Yeah. Huge, huge um, interest in him as well. Well, I cannot confirm if he is a listener of the show, but I guarantee one of our listeners has the hookup. Oh, yeah. So somebody please reach out, ping us, uh, let us know. And, and we got to get Kirsten uh, to get a video. I want to be Tony talk. I want to speak at UPW. There's always somebody great that opens up with him or like it's one of the days there's somebody who's like, I changed my life because of Tony Robbins. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm putting that out to the, to the universe, right? Absolutely. Manifest it. Social pros listeners, help us manifest this. Let us know if you have the hookup. Um, Kirsten, in the meantime, um, thank you so much, um, for being on the show again. It was so wonderful to have you here and so great to meet you. Thanks for having me. It was really, it was great to, great to speak with you ladies about everything that I'm working on right now. And I, and if you don't know where to find me, it is Kirsten.Jordan on Instagram. I think TikTok, you'll find me. It's connected to that pretty sure. It's like Kirsten J. Jordan or Kirsten Jordan or Kirsten Jordan. And, and then, yeah, everything else is KirstenJordan.com. 
Perfect segue. I was just going to ask where you want everybody to go follow you. Everybody, you know, you know, Kirsten Jordan, go follow her if you aren't already. Fabulous content, amazing content. Um, to our amazing Social Pros listeners, after you follow her, I just want to say thank you again so much, everybody, for joining us week after week. I'm Anna Harak from Convince and Convert. She is Erica Lovegreen from ICUC. And we will be back next week with another episode of what we hope is your favorite podcast on the entire planet, Social Pros. Thank you.